In less than a year, our podcast has gone from an average of 10,000 downloads a month to 50,000 downloads. What made the difference? You leaving us a five-star review. The more positive reviews, the more the algorithm picks us up, and more people are confronted by the law and gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us press forward the crown rights of King Jesus by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks. We're not called by God to wallow in our sin. It is an objective fact that if you are in Christ, you are a saint. You have a new heart. Even in regards to the doctrine of total depravity within the Reformed tradition, yes, we uphold the doctrine of total depravity. But total depravity does not apply for the Christian. It doesn't. The Christian is a new creature in Christ Jesus. He has been born again. His heart of stone has been removed and has been replaced now with a heart of flesh, a heart that by its very nature is soft and malleable and receptive to the voice of God. They are now sheep, in a sense always were, but now sheep that have been found and are in the fold of the shepherd responding to the shepherd, not only hearing his voice, but loving his voice. Now, those who are born again, those who have been saved are still sinners, but not in the same way. The sin nature has been done away with. Now, the flesh still remains, and I believe this is precisely what the Apostle Paul addresses in Romans chapter 7, that sin still resides within the members of my being. He says, and I believe this is not pre-conversion, but this is Paul speaking as a Christian. He says, so I find this law at work that when I want to do good, evil is right there present with me so that the good that I want to do, this I cannot carry out. Oh, what a wretched man I am. Who will save me from this body of death? And that's key. He doesn't say who will save my soul or who will replace my heart of stone with a heart of flesh? No, these things have already occurred. And yet Paul still recognizes that although he has a new heart, although his soul has been justified already, his body is still fallen and in need of redemption. There is a sense in which Paul is waiting to be saved, although in the same sense, he recognizes that he has been saved. Salvation is a big banner. And the simplest way that I could explain it is like this. Justification, sanctification, glorification. Justification pertaining to the soul, being declared righteous in an instant at the moment of conversion. Sanctification, the lifelong process in between justification and natural death. Sanctification is the renewing of the mind. So justification speaks to the declaring of righteousness with the soul, sanctification, the process of renewing the mind, and then glorification is the future salvation and restoration of the body, soul, mind, body, justification, sanctification, glorification. And in that sense, we can say truthfully that we have been saved, we are being saved. Ephesians uses that present tense language, being saved, and we will be saved. And the will be future tense is the way that Paul speaks of salvation in Romans 7, who will save me from this body of death. 
He recognizes that his soul has been justified. His mind, Romans 12, is being no longer conformed to the pattern of this world, but rather transformed the renewing of his mind daily through the process of sanctification. And yet he still recognizes there is still a fullness, a culmination of the salvation that Jesus has purchased for him that he is yet to receive, that is waiting for him in the future. And that is the glorification of his flesh. And in the meantime, he recognizes sin still resides within the members of my flesh, that there is, there remains in me, in this life, in this fallen flesh, an inclination, a temptation towards sin, that the flesh has not yet been redeemed. But the sinful flesh is distinct from the sin nature. In theological categories, these should not be conflated as one. The unbeliever has the sinful flesh and the sinful nature. The believer in this life still has a sinful flesh to make war with, but no longer the sinful nature, but clearly what the Bible teaches, a new nature. And the new nature is not bent on sin. That's what Paul is speaking to in my inward being. I delight in the law of God. Well, that's what David says. But then Paul arguing, he says, he says that I, I long to do what is good, but I find this law at work that when I want to do good, I genuinely desire to do good, not just a moral superficial goodness, but good according to the immutable standard of God with right intents and right motives, with right heart for God's glory and by his grace. And yet, even when I want to do that, my flesh is still at war against me. I want to do good, but cannot carry it out. Oh, what a wretched man I am who will save me, who will complete my salvation in the fullness future sense by redeeming not only my soul, but also my flesh, my body. If you're in Christ Jesus, you still have sin residing within the members of your flesh. The three great enemies of the Christian is the world, the devil, and the flesh. You still have to wage spiritual warfare by the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, that you might not gratify the sinful desires of the flesh. This is a daily war that the Christian must engage in. And even though you've been born again and justified and given a new heart, there is still a war against the flesh. But you do not, if you are in Christ, possess a sin nature. And so in that sense, in theological terms, you are not totally depraved. 